Hi. Hi. So this is a very special episode. Let me let me share some you know inside baseball or whatever the expression is because we don't have baseball, but I heard this. Um, <laughs> whatever that expression is, let me share that. Uh, we usually, me and Kevin, uh, throughout the week, we have this paper document, uh, Dropbox paper, that is, um, in where we, throughout the week, drop in some links or some stuff that we want to talk about. And then when it's time to record, we go through the list and like we talk about it. Uh, sometimes not like nothing much happens. So we're like, we don't really have any clue. So when it's time to record, we just talk before we hit record and say, all right, so what are we going to talk today? And sometimes we go through some old topic ideas that we had and like it was on the back of our list trying to talk about. Um, so there's these two types of episodes. This one is a very special episode <laughs> <laughs> because throughout the week we didn't have anything like in the lists. And then now we started talking and say, hey, all right, so we're going to talk today. And nothing came up like there. All right, elephant in the room. Elash, if uh, strikes again this week, we are not going to talk about it because, you know, there's nothing productive to add to the discussion. We shared our opinions, I think. So we're not going to talk about that. We don't want to engage in, in that thing. So with that said, we have nothing prepared. So this can be either the best or the worst episode ever. We should just in, um, like add five minutes of silence after this. <laughs> like, or maybe hey some guys, crickets. We have nothing to say. So here's an episode of silence. <laughs> I guess this is going to be like a whole episode of Upside Down. You know what? Here's here's something. Um, just a suggestion, and you know, please uh, tell me if you think this is a terrible idea and we shouldn't do it. Um, because we don't have anything prepared. Uh, there's one thing that we always have prepared, and it's kind of easy, which is recommendations. Why don't we start there and see if you know? Something interesting comes, up, comes, comes out of it. I know. Crazy. It's truly upside down. We start at the end. Da, da, da. Is it upside up? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um, we, right. have a, we have a name for our segment. <laughs> All right. Dude. Upside up. So uh, most people on, uh, are probably tired of hearing me talk about this, but I have moved recently and... I just bought a new, a brand new standing desk. It's Ooh. from a startup uh, in Montreal. It's called Ergonofis. I don't know. It's a it sure. mostly. It sounds better in French, anyways. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How, how do you how do you pronounce it in French? Yeah, can I try? Oh, ah, sorry. Shit. All right, no, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I already started saying it. Well, <laughs> uh -huh. so yeah, it's really awesome. It's this uh, like solid walnut desk that looks amazing um and it's also the um, adjustable one so you can have two i guess maybe you can have more but you can have at least two presets mm. and so you set it up at the right height because that's what i hate is like messing with my desk and like not having it at the perfect spot so this actually has presets and what's cool about this one is that the controls for like moving the desk up and down are integrated in mm. the desk they're not like that's what i was gonna say yeah this is the first the first one i see that has it because usually they have it like attached to the like the bottom of the of the thing yeah uh, of the desk like that's the case for mine and for all the others that i've seen so this is like embedded it's like the you know on the surface of the desk it's you have a little lcd thing yeah, exactly. So that looks awesome, and haven't had the chance to use it too too much. Uh, I've only got this this weekend, but 
it is really great and I'm really happy about it. So yeah, that's what I bought this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think I recommended mine before. Uh, I also have a, a standing desk, adjustable standing sitting desk. Uh, it's from Ikea. So it's not, uh, it doesn't look nearly as good as this one. It doesn't have presets, which is a shame. Um, and I've heard people like uh, several coworkers of mine said that, well, they told me this after I bought it, uh, that <laughs> they know that these desks are prone to like some errors and, and basically breaking the, the electronics. They like go bad. I haven't had any problems so far. <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but like this looks really good. It's also way more expensive than my Ikea one. Probably. Um, disclaimer. <laughs> Uh, well, this, is this in Canadian dollars? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know the conversion. Pretty sure. It looks amazing, by the way. Yeah, pretty sure it's in Canadian. It roughly matches what I paid for it. So, yeah. And another thing that's great about them is that they're a um, Shopify merchant. So, <laughs> hey. I, I actually visited their office, and they're super awesome. Oh, nice. They're like people from montreal and like they love shopify so yeah it was like super nice. cool to encourage them um so yeah it is nice uh, my first recommendation is nothing new but like nothing new for to our podcast but i finally caved in and bought <laughs> <laughs> and bought um a, a philips q kit uh maybe this was because <laughs> i didn't buy the ipad like i I survived. I was so proud. Hey, look at me. I, I didn't buy the new iPad. And maybe my brain was like, you need some reward because you, <laughs> you didn't buy an iPad. So maybe that was it. Uh, I don't know. So I bought the, the Philips Hue kit. It has the, it was the, the, the color bulbs, you know? Yeah. So the kit has three bulbs and the bridge. This kit doesn't come with uh, the switcher. I think that's what you call it, like, like the light switch. Something that you, it, it 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 works as a remote, or you can just like glue it to the wall and right. just works at a like a regular mm -hmm. light switch. And so, like, I am super happy with this. This is amazing, and I I like it's no surprise. I knew I was gonna like this, um, and I thought it was gonna be harder to basically like fight that habit of don't having a light switch anymore you know this is like having a light switch you can just go to the wall it's usually like right next to the door so when you enter or leave a room it's right there like it takes nothing so it's a pretty good user interface <laughs> <laughs> and so getting rid of that habit that i've been doing since like i was able to walk basically i thought it was going to be harder than it actually was with that said i plan to like in the future, I don't want to spend a bunch of money in one sitting, but like I plan to slowly go replace some old feature bulbs, <laughs> not smart bulbs, <laughs> uh, with with some smart bulbs, and and slowly because they're kind of cheap, um, add some light switches here and there, especially like for the guest room because I don't want to force like guests that come spend the night. Uh, like, <laughs> You have to download an app and whatever. Like, <laughs> do you have an iPhone? Good. Um, <laughs> so, so I plan to do that. But it's been pretty cool. I set up some scenes. So this is the first time I'm actually using HomeKit. Um, so, and I kind of want to talk to you, ask you some things. So you've been using your uh, what's it called? Uh, your your smart It's the lights. Lutron Cassetta Lutron. something. Yeah. Like that. Anyways, there you go. <laughs> Weird name. So, <laughs> I feel like I've I've 
maybe did too much at the beginning because <laughs> like, all right, so what can I do with this? So on HomeKit, the home app, you can set scenes and do some automation. Mm-hmm. And then I could use uh, if this and that or if to set up some more automation. And the the official like Philips Hue app also has some more stuff that you can do with it. Right. So like I was a bit overwhelmed with all the things that I could do in the beginning. And I feel like you should start small. Like you should just do like a on and off scenes and maybe use Siri or whatever. So right now I only have uh, three actual real scenes that I actually use. So I have like the like normal state, the lights are on, like when I'm in the house at night. Um, mm-hmm. Those have some automation in where like an hour before sunset, um, they they start like they slowly turn on um, in an hour before before sunset because here in my like in the living room that's where two of the three bulbs are um, like you know the sun doesn't hit directly like during the late afternoon so it gets kind of dark so I have to do it a bit beforehand. I have a movie time scene which uh, shuts down like shuts off all the lights except for one that is against the wall near the TV and sets this very like low dark blue scene it's just oh, like nice. to set a mood it's yeah. really cool and like a good night scene or whatever they call it like everything is off right so those are the scenes that I actually use of course then you can download apps and like play with it and make the lights go crazy uh, with all the <laughs> colors and stuff but you know that's good for like a demo but i don't see i don't see myself using it what you don't need a red alert scene <laughs> Where your lights just start flashing red. I do you mean, have anything like that? Because you can do stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I don't have anything like that. Because I, I don't have any hue lights yet. So basically the the ones I have are just the standard like white lights. Do you do you find that you use that a lot? Well, so I have this for less than a week, I think. Like the, the different colors I meant? It's good. Uh, not like I don't need all the colors. Like I don't use all the colors. But it's good like... In the living room, when we were setting the default scene, like, don't set it, like, too bright, like, this, like, white or very bright yellow, you know, like, the regular ones. Mm -hmm. I like to add, like, a subtle shade of blue to make it more cool, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's good to have some flexibility there and not just, like, on and off or, like, you, you have the range of actual brightness but the same color. So, I don't see myself using, like, the crazy reds and purples of course uh, i have that that i just mentioned the, the movie time scene uh, i have that dark blue so it's like I, I i think they're good for the rooms where you need like a mood or you need to tweak like for my kitchen or like the bathroom or whatever i don't need colors there right so i don't think you, it's worth it for those but like especially the living room i think that's uh, you want some flexibility there. Or like in a bedroom where, well, <laughs> hey, not for that. But uh, like uh, if you want to read or something, you want like a um, cooler or warmer. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, because I've been thinking about this because right now I just have the standard lights. Uh, I kind of feel like I've been missing out on the action with the colors. Um, <laughs> but I really do want the switch on the wall to just work because I use that enough that I know it would annoy the hell out of me if I didn't have the switch on the wall. So I've been considering actually also getting hue lights. So having both the Lutron and the hue. So I have the smart switch and I have the smart ball, which feels extremely wasteful. 
Uh, well, but the end result is perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, so I might only get like some lights to that change colors. So at least I'm not like just buy like paying an incredible amount of money for just lights <laughs> that I may or may not use all the time. But. Well, but here's a question. Like the smartness of your lights is in the switch, right? Yes. And so if you were to attach a Philips Hue bulb to your Lutron switch, like which one would take, you know, like if you change the brightness, where would you change it? In a bulb or in a switch? Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> that may not be recommended. <laughs> or I guess, okay. yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I should, like, if I really want to go, like, and be able to change colors, I should just <laughs> stick the, the remote on the wall and be done with it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But somehow, like, a part of me just doesn't want to have, like, six switches stuck on my wall. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it's cool, though. And it doesn't seem to work yet in the whole map. Hopefully, it'll work by the time iOS 11 ships. Like, now, apparently, um, you can set up triggers. Uh, or actually, they're not really triggers. They're more conditions. So... You know how you have your rule that says, okay, turn on the lights an hour before uh, sunset, right? Mm -hmm. Every day. Well, that's silly if you're not at home. And I I don't know about you, but like I'm not so consistent that I'm always at home at a certain time. So what you can do, well, you'll be able to do, I guess, uh, is say only do that when there's someone at home. And it can be you or it can be your girlfriend. And you could also set something up that uh, when whenever the last person leaves home, just turn all the lights off. Yeah, because right now I have that automation. Like when I leave home, the lights go off. And yeah, if there's people home, which happened, <laughs> it's weird. And I try to add to that same condition, like also my girlfriend to that. So I would assume when both of us leave or whatever, but that didn't work. No, I think, so, yeah, I think what it does right now is that like when you or your girlfriend leave, it mm. it turns off the lights. It's not like right when now. both of us leave, okay, or when okay. the the last of us leaves. I I I've seen some recipes to do this in like if I don't know how if would get your location. Like, how does it know your home? I haven't checked. Did recently, yeah, but it that. just didn't work for my needs last time I tried. Mm. Um, it's unfortunate. Do you have any other HomeKit enabled thing besides lights? No, not yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want at some point to have um, to have the smart blinds. Mm. That would be super awesome. Like, <laughs> wake up in the morning and like the blinds turn on, like all like lights turn on starts making you coffee or something even if i don't drink coffee like that'd be super awesome but i don't because they're super expensive the one i would love would be to have the like the little camera to outside your door oh um what's it called yeah i know what you mean but i don't remember the name all right it's like it's like it has a lot it locks your 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 door and has a little camera like if someone rings a bell you can see and speak that'd be great like if someone from like amazon is dropping a package or something you're not home you can 
answer the door through your phone. I say, hey, just leave it there. The thank you, thank you, bye. Um, you know, <laughs> do that through your phone. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Do you have any recommendation for a like a home security camera kind of thing? Like, I want. So I was really planning, like for a while now, to buy the Nest Cam. Okay. Um, Does it work with HomeKit? No. Ah. So, okay. Yeah. It has two disadvantages for me that they're kind of like holding me back. So one is, yeah, that it doesn't it doesn't work with HomeKit because hashtag Google, um, <laughs> and that's a big big disadvantage. And the, right. the second one is that it requires a su- subscription service in order for you to like access all the videos, like the history of your videos, which kind of sucks because the camera by itself is kind of expensive-ish. And then you would have to keep paying Google a monthly fee. So that's a no-no. And so I was looking at alternatives and there's only one, at least that I could find, there's only one uh, HomeKit enabled camera. And like, if you take a look at the their marketing the promo video it looks kind of neat and it's like small it has like night vision and 180 degree uh field of view i mean it looks great but like the reviews are terrible are like brutal <laughs> like apparently this Why's is that? really not good apparently it's like oh you can't see anything like 10 feet away from the camera like, oh. you can't see anything <laughs> well, unless someone <laughs> yeah um so like i'm I'm not going to buy that one for sure. So I'm just waiting, <laughs> but I don't see anything like being released soon. I think we saw some at CES, but you know, that, that never sees the light of day. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I really of- like HomeKit though. Like in general, I love like it, something about it like triggers the part of my brain. That's like the kind of developer side of me. That's just like, mm. Oh, I wonder like what cool thing I can do. And like, tie stuff in together and like try to automate stuff like there's just something to it that's that's really cool i think yeah for sure for sure and when i try to show this to my mom like we were facetiming and i was like hey mom look at this uh cool my lights they have colors and stuff <laughs> and i can do like i can turn on the lights on when the sun sets and she's like so like that's not that's lame like uh, totally unimpressed. why would you why would you need that and i'm like hey i can say hey siri uh, do your you know turn off all the lights like that's dumb so it really is like still a niche like it's <laughs> when we you know if you stop and think about it, it's like yeah it's kind of dumb you don't really need it it's just cool it yeah it's really just cool yeah yeah absolutely yeah. there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. <laughs> so and also, wait, one thing we should mention, mm-hmm. though, is that this is really great um, for people with disabilities. Like, Apple has made several videos on that, but, like, what may seem like a, like, silly first-world problem convenience item for us is actually something that is, allows people to actually control their home and be able to have, like, a decent life without requiring someone to be there, like, 24-7, so... Like I don't want to like laugh at this too much, like because I think it's it's genuinely a good thing. Uh, helps people in the world for sure. And by the way, all the maybe not all, um, a lot of breakthrough and like revolutions in in the world starts as like you don't need it; it's just cool, you know. Like 
telephone. Like, uh, do you really need to make calls on the move? Like, come on, just uh, just wait until I get home. It's not a big deal. You know, <laughs> most innovations start as like this silly thing and then they grow into something bigger. So anyway. Yeah, yeah um, that's super funny. <laughs> but do you yeah, really this need a car. <laughs> Why don't you just stay at home? so expensive uh, your horse is way cheaper <laughs> uh so yeah this this brought me up let me just finish the home kit thing this okay. brought me this opened up home kit for me uh i never opened the home app before this so it's like it's also a new side of ios that i'm like exploring and, right and playing with interesting enough for me was that if you don't have an apple tv and correct me if this if i'm wrong but i i think if you don't have an apple tv at home um, you can't control stuff on your home when you're not home, if that makes sense. Yeah, it only also works if you have an iPad. So if you don't have an Apple TV, you can leave your iPad at home. Oh, oh, see, that's smart. Because yeah. I, when I got the lights at home, I was ready to set it up. I read that, like, oh, you need an Apple TV to actually be able to control, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I was like, I freaked out because I'm... My Apple TV is precarious in the sense that, like, it has my American Apple ID there that I never mm-hmm. use, like, I don't use anywhere else. So I'm like, am I going to even be able to use, like, iCloud on a different country than my <laughs> Apple ID in right. movies and stuff? Like, I freaked out for a moment. Uh, turns out you can. And I, <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. even, like, had iCloud set up on my Apple TV because I just assumed that I couldn't. Right. Um, so I never actually turned it on, uh, but I did that and it worked for some reason. Um, so I'm glad it did. Yeah. Have I told you about my smart TV? Oh no, the like the new one, like you. Uh, yeah. From the new apartment. No. God, that so, thing is a piece of garbage. <laughs> oh my God, no! Well, which TV? Is I it? mean, it's fine, but I just like I hate the smartiness of the, <laughs> the TV. <laughs> is it? Is it one of those that the remote is like a Wiimote yeah. you can point? Yeah. Is it an LG one? Yeah. So I only bought that. Honestly, like, there is no, like, non-smart TV out there. Like, they all, it's yeah, like Android. Like, they dead. all want to put their crap on top of, <laughs> of just the TV. Like, no, they just give me a box that will, like, play whatever HDMI port I plug in. It's probably now, how people who want a cell phone but don't want a smartphone feel like today. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but you know what there there is no iphone of tvs like like i would gladly get an iphone if if like there was a tv equivalent remember when we were all uh talking about like the big rumor was an apple tv yeah not just a puck of the actual tv right yeah ah, those are the good days <laughs> yeah yeah i still <laughs> think like that would probably be a bad idea for apple to get into that market but yeah it's a it's a weird market but i feel like one of these companies like should realize at some point hey like let's just make something that's simple (laughs) um but apparently not yet (laughs) they're not at this point um so i bought this new tv um the image quality is awesome uh the interface is horrendous and basically so the 
like remote is <laughs> this uh, like pointer type of thing, right? So it's, it's like a Wiimote. So you just point at the thing you want and then you can press like there's a million buttons on this thing. Uh, <laughs> but if you manage to find the right like center button, you can press that and then that selects whatever you do. There's even a scroll, uh, scroll wheel. Oh, wow. <laughs> Got a mouse so you can scroll lists like that. Uh, um, and basically their interface is a bunch of like rec- rectangles on like a, a, a horizontally scrolling list. And each of these rectangles is like super skinny. So basically the only thing you see is maybe like the, the first like five letters of every word. But then most of the categories the words are way longer than five letters. So it shows like five letters, like dot, dot, dot on every single one of the menu item. And it's like, you control this entire interface. I don't understand. Like I'm using, and I'm not using any crazy language or anything. Like I'm just, it's just set up in English. Like it shouldn't be a big problem. And then, so I have to go through there and then like mess through the menus and everything. And remember, I do not have internet. Uh, and my TV really doesn't like that. Oh, um, man. So I finally managed to find where you have to go to set up uh, my soundbar because uh, I wanted to hook it up to this TV. Um, and so there's this, like, fancy onboarding process uh, for onboarding on to my new soundbar. So I go through that process, and it asks me a bunch of, like, stupid questions, and then I get to the point that it's like, okay, you're almost done. Now all you need to do is tell us which uh, brand is your touch bar, uh, touch bar, your your sound bar. <laughs> which brand is your? Which company is your touch bar or uh, your sound bar from? Damn it! What? So there's a big list with a lot of names, and my sound bar is a Bose, so it's like one of the first ones. Like cool. So I like point the little remote at the the thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm careful because basically like the dot that for my pointer is like super big compared to like this tiny list with the small touch targets uh, okay. and a slight movement. I just select something else. Uh, and so I managed to point at the thing uh, and I clicked the button uh, and I got the right button <laughs> and it spins for basically like a second. I was like, ooh. Looks like you're not connected to the internet. Would you like to do that now? I'm like, no, I do not have the internet. Uh, <laughs> I do so, not have the so internet. So I cancel out of that. Then I just go back to where I was. I was like, hey, select your the company for your your soundbar. Like, All right, let me do this again. Select it again. Hey, looks like you're not connected to the internet. Oh Would you God. like to do that now? Like, uh, okay, well, I guess I have to connect to the internet, so... That you don't have? <laughs> that you I don't have. Fe- you so I don't have a Wi-Fi. Your phone? Yeah, so, oh like, okay, fine. So, like, <laughs> get my phone, <laughs> turn on personal hotspot, then, <laughs> then wait for the list to refresh, so, like, my thing, then, like, click on that, then enter the password, then finally manage to be... <laughs> Connected to the internet from my phone. Then I go, I select the the brand name. It spins for like half a second. And it's like, cool. Y'all, y'all set up and ready to go. I'm like, what? You didn't download anything? Like nothing happened? 
It's like, no. Nope, it was just to send like a survey, check. like this. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, my guess is the only reason why it's pinging to the server it's to uh, get data on how yeah, many people use. Yeah, it's like use. a survey thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's just co- like collecting data on me and reporting that back to the server. Oh my God, dude. That is that is a crazy story. So, so to sum up, you tethered your TV to your phone so your TV can connect to the internet so you can set up your sound system to your TV uh, while sending data to LG. Right, that is physically plugged into the TV. <laughs> 2017, people. We did it. We yeah. live in the future. So Isn't it great? So ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I immediately went and turned off the personal hotspot and disconnected my TV from the Wi-Fi. Uh, no. That is amazing, sir. That yeah. was great. That yeah. was great. The great thing about it, though, is that once the Apple TV is plugged to my TV, mm-hmm. I can basically act as if like I like that TV is not a smart TV. It doesn't do anything. Like I can control everything through the Apple TV remote, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. So, so like if I press a button, TV starts, uh, starts, I can like increase or lower the volume. That all works with like my soundbar and everything. All you need. And then I turn, I can turn the TV off with the remote as well. So that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a very similar situation in where, so my TV is like a smart TV, but not like the fancy smart TV. It's like, it's like iPhone 3G of smart TVs. <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, it doesn't have a pointer or whatever remote. It doesn't have a scroll wheel in the remote. Um, but it is smart in the sense that it has apps and it has like YouTube and Netflix and right. some other crap. But like I never used any of the smartiness of the TV. Uh, I have this TV for uh, maybe like two years, three years tops. Okay. I don't know. Uh, no, well, I don't know. Around that, two, three years. And I've only like updated the software like twice, which is great. And... I never, like, here you have, like, your, your cable box or whatever from your ISP or your cable box provider. <laughs> I never I never plug that in, and I only have, like, my TV. Uh, the only thing I do in a TV is switch inputs. Right. And the only inputs that I have is my Apple TV. That's, like, 80% of the stuff that I do on my TV. And then I have my PS4, and I have my Switch uh, mm-hmm. recently. So, yeah, the only thing that I use a TV for, the remote, is to switch inputs. Uh, which is kind of like a shame that we can't, you know, that that stuff is not automatic. Like, it still boggles my mind how. Like, hey, TV, if any of the inputs that are not being used, if it starts getting data, like signal, switch to that one. And I know this <laughs> yeah. could be annoying, right? If some, like, imagine that I'm watching TV on my Apple TV and my PS4 turns up for a refresher to you know, software update or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that would switch uh, me off to the PS4. Like, I can see this being annoying, but at least give it an option. At least do something in this regard. Because it's it's so dumb to be have, having to, you know, switch inputs all the time. Yeah, I mean, for that, I partly blame the, like, device and console makers. Because, like, there is a thing. Like, that's, that's why the Apple TV works, right? The Apple TV automatically switched the input. To, to itself when you press on it? Uh, um, no. Yes. Well, then my TV doesn't respect huh. because that doesn't happen. So, yeah, it's, um, I think it's called like CEC or something. 
Hmm. I mean, interesting. I, so it's my TV the problem here? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um, to be determined. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, like that's an actual protocol so that like you your device can actually take over control of everything on a TV or I guess not everything, everything, but take control of the basic functions. So turn it on, turn it off, change the input. Interesting. So kind of like how the Apple TV like changes yes. the volume and stuff. Yeah, and exactly. Turns it off and on. Yeah. Okay. So, but my understanding is that each device has to implement that spec. Okay. But the crazy thing is that like, it seems like that spec is not really a new thing because <laughs> hmm. the TV just, just the Apple TV just had that like the, in the newest version. It was like, yeah, your TV can already do this. <laughs> I was like, what? Why did nobody tell me? <laughs> uh, it's the first device that I have that, that does this. Um, but apparently, yeah, it's not, it's not new. Apparently, like, it depends on the TV. If the TV has that standard thing or not. Because yeah. apparently mine doesn't. Because mine never switched automatically to inputs ever. Right. But can you control the volume? From your Apple TV? Yeah, I can control the volume and turn it off and huh. on. See, that's weird because I, I always thought that that was all in. Like, either you have ev- all the features or you don't. Okay, but wait. So, if you only have, do you only have the Apple TV plugged into your TV as an external? Right now, yes, but in my old TV, no. Oh, okay. Because, like, if you only had Apple TV, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Case um, but I used to have, um, like, a. A Blu-ray player and uh, right, okay, like okay, cable box. okay, interesting. Um, so my TV sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe there's maybe it's a preference somewhere. I'll check it. Okay, um, I, I've got homework. Anyways, oh, question: How do you mm-hmm. set up your TV? Because I've been trying to like go through the menus to try to turn off as much crap as possible that they put in there. Oh, you mean like like uh, color vibrance and yeah, and, like. So I don't, like I don't have a magic workflow and app that, you know, does it perfectly. What I do is I always go through all of the, the like screen modes and like there's two that you really have to just go through and set it up accordingly. One is the, the scaling, the zoom, like a lot of TVs by default zoom all of your content so you don't have any like leather box and stuff which right. is bananas and stupid <laughs> especially like if you play video games like a lot of times like the HUD of the video games like in the corners and if your TV is you know masking like biting off content you get like the HUD is getting cut off anyway so I do that make sure that is uh, the native resolution and then I always go through the all the most like sports mode video game mode and stuff and I try to go through whatever like the default or non mode is mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which some TVs don't have like they all have something like dynamic um, <laughs> a movie uh, so I just try to go with the most natural one right and then I just eyeball it like I go I try Usually they all have like very high saturation everywhere because that sells. Yeah. Um, so I tone those down. I just try like usually I pick like a movie that I know like by heart, like I know how it's supposed to look, and then I'll just try to make it look like I remember it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it's like tuning a guitar. Like I always tune it to uh, "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd because I know <laughs> exactly how it sounds. Right. So, so it's kind of like that. Yeah, I don't have a good answer for you. Sorry. All right. I'll report back if I find like good tips. I know Syracuse had something somewhere. Mm. 
yeah I calibrating think your tv i think it's like a nap for apple tv or something hmm they set up but maybe that'd be good i don't have, have internet you... so i can't download oh. it <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could bring the apple tv to the office oh god plug it to like a monitor somewhere <laughs> hdmi i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> i don't know how i do that <laughs> <laughs> do you have an eta on when you're gonna have internet like no i don't a week yeah. a month so my landlord only said this very apple answer which is like later this <laughs> month <laughs> so who knows and he fall has no 2017 <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> q4 <laughs> so yeah i don't know and it's funny it's become like a topic that that like people in the building talk about like in the <laughs> elevator and stuff also like all the building like no one has internet no in one the has whole internet building? no because the Jesus. actual building has to be connected and then we're sort of i mean the, at least that's my understanding is like then we're all connected from that source yes they have to bring the like the fiber cable yeah. from the street to inside right. the building exactly yeah okay that does make sense so if like if it would be here do you even have like um so here in Portugal, I guess, um, like that is the case if you want like fiber and you do want fiber, yes. like the, the, the actual fiber optical cable has to come from the street, whatever it is, mm-hmm. to the entrance of the building. But like at my old flat, because I lived in very weird street, apparently, like the fiber cable wouldn't go to my building. So I didn't have that as an option. So I don't know if you remember, but my internet sucked ass when i yes. was at the old flat yes <laughs> kevin kevin uh, agrees uh and so my only option was to have um like adsl whatever it's called like uh-huh. i actually had like a satellite somewhere <laughs> okay like it was crazy but that was an option like hanging out of a window yeah well not like me personally but uh but the building had one that i could oh, just okay, right, right. share so i know it's bonkers but it's an alternative i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know i i don't know if i'd be able to convince people to like set up a satellite dish or something um but maybe at some point i don't know because i'm not getting a discount (laughs) on my rent (laughs) even if i don't have the internet so Hmm. yeah good luck with that buddy yeah (laughs) thanks but you know what a part of me is just like Come on, dude. Like, you have internet on your phone. You have it at your office. Like, it's not like you're living in the woods or anything. Well, <laughs> but it's kind of part like, of me is just like, oh my <laughs> gosh, how can I live without this? I, so if I didn't have internet right now, I couldn't turn my lights on. <laughs> right? That's true. <laughs> so, uh, another benefit of, of my lights is, or like the Lutron thing that I have, uh-huh. is that it does work without internet. Okay. Well, I like, I don't know, actually. Like, I can use the switch to shut it off. I don't know if it automatically turns it on when I actually haven't tried it, like without internet. Huh. I don't know. I definitely wouldn't be able to control it, like, you know, change anything from my phone. Right. But... Yeah, come to think of it, maybe the default. Because when I did plug it on the first time, like I was playing the light bulbs on, uh, they did turn on when I flipped the switch. So maybe. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, like I guess I could use this as a regular light switch, like light bulb light switch. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> hey, what's your second recommendation? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So my second recommendation is this article, or I guess it's more of a series of article, but it's typographicas. <laughs> is that how you say it? Typographicas? Yeah, sure. Favorite typefaces of uh, O16, as fate says. Yes, fate so basically what they do uh, is that they every year they review the best typefaces and uh, th they just came out with this one and it's kind of a, uh, I mean, it's not really a guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure of mine. <laughs> like every year. You have no guilt. Out, yeah. <laughs> I have zero guilt. But no, but you know, it's like, um, like when I was a kid, you know, you're like eagerly waiting for, for Christmas to come by, like it's mm -hmm. almost at that same level. Like I'm always eagerly waiting for wow. uh, this review to come out or it's like maybe WWDC is a better, um, oh. like a better comparison that I really, really enjoy uh, reading these. It's always super thoughtful and it's different people um, in the like that are in the type world <laughs> uh, that are reviewing uh, these typefaces that they like, that they've, picked as their, as their favorite typeface of the year it's always super interesting and like i i love typography and i love using it but i don't know much about like how they're made i'm mm -hmm. really not an expert in that so it's really awesome to read experts actually like diving into hey here's what makes this typeface great and also like it gives you a bunch of recommendations and they even have like uh notable releases so uh, those are other typefaces that you can go and check out for yourself. So yeah, really recommend that. Like if you're into uh, typography and just like real design nerdiness <laughs> is sort of how I call it. This looks awesome. Um, so yeah, so I, I was not familiar with typographica. I I, I only like Type Wolf. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I didn't. I wasn't aware of this. Hey, so follow up question on this. When I, when I look at this, all the new typefaces, and it all looks so good. And uh, like I also have like non-guilty pleasure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but in my like professional persona, mm -hmm. for the past maybe like two years, I feel like 90% of the typefaces I use have been like system fonts. So San Francisco and Roboto pretty much. Like do you feel like in UI we are very heavily defaulting to system fonts and they all have amazing, like, uh, you know, uh, advantages of using system fonts. And that's, hey, on Netlify, we just switched to system fonts on our app, which is tricky because that means that, like, 99% of the time I'm looking at San Francisco and that's, well, for two reasons. Because, well, most of our users are using our app on a Mac. So that's like, if I'm going to default to one, I default to the one, the, the most used one, and that's San Francisco. And also like Roboto for Android, which no one uses in um, uh, Free Sands. And uh, I forgot the... Wait a minute. <laughs> Did you just say that nobody uses Android? Uh, well, to use Netlify.com. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. It's like number four or something. Yeah, I guess your crowd is very nerdy. Yeah, it's very nerdy. And it's like, if you're on Netlify, it's mostly, like, it's very likely that you are building your website. And because of that, you are on a computer, not on a phone. Uh, um, oh, okay. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, it's like yeah, checking it's... GitHub, but even more hardcore. Because GitHub, right. you can, like, just read issues right. and stuff. What about, so, even even on, like, Netlify.com? It's, like, mostly iOS? I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I'll have to check. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs>
By the way, 14%. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so it's pretty small. Yeah, I do agree that system fonts tend to be better for interfaces. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I, I design something, like it's something that's mostly functional, so like an interface, for example, for either Shopify or for an iOS app, I just want it to f- fit in with the system as much as possible. Hmm. Uh, and usually the typefaces that Apple and Google and stuff like that put out are really great, solid typefaces for interface. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That means they're going to be highly readable at different sizes. Um, they're going to be like really well hinted. Apple offers like multiple versions for like small fonts, like small sizes and larger sizes. Um, has lots of weights, uh, and it's all already downloaded on the computer, so you don't have to like yeah. re-download this every time. So there is like clear advantages there um, mm-hmm. to using the standard typefaces. By the way, just a shameful plug. I wrote an article on Netlify's blog about picking a system font uh, for Netlify, and like I show some of the examples of how our interface looks like in different systems. So if you're boom. just like curious, yeah. boom, go check that out. Netlify.com slash blog, whatever. Cool. So yeah, there are advantages to it, definitely, in some cases where like I would 100% recommend using them. Uh, mm. However, like I also like in when you're designing like a marketing website or designing any kind of identity or using it for I don't know, you're maybe you're making posters or you're like doing various things that involve that are more about and I want to choose my words carefully here that are are less about trying to replicate the system like interface paradigms but more about establishing your own identity mm-hmm. I think that's where typefaces really do shine so yeah like I I think there might be something that is lost uh by us just using whatever is convenient for yep. for apps but there's also I also take great pleasure in enjoying these uh, custom typefaces uh, that are made. So yeah, I think there's I think there's basically space for both of them. I would basically like say, well, yes. So system fonts are great for interfaces, but then following that uh, thinking, I was like, well, but then when I design my own website, I'm gonna go crazy and actually explore new typefaces, and I feel like I should, but I didn't. Guess what? <laughs> my website. System fonts, boom. I just messaged you something. Like today I had to make a flyer yes, for got um, friends real quick. I, I'm, I suck at graphic design. I really oh. do. But I like, I use what? Guess what? I use San Francisco. Boom. <laughs> and it, it works pretty well. Yeah. I feel like the truth is I actually really like San Francisco as a typeface. <laughs> and I'm really, like, I know it very well. So, like, I, you know, I feel like I'm, I feel comfortable using it. And I'm, but that means that I'm just becoming lazy as a designer. <laughs> you should make a Kafefi version of this. Kafefi. But that's how I spell it. Yes, I should. <laughs> All right. So, what's your next recommendation? Okay. Uh, my next recommendation is a very weird recommendation, and it's like an embarrassing one. Remember when we had Bryn and Brian on the show? Mm-hmm. And one of Brian's recommendation was Lost, <laughs> the yeah. TV show. And we were that like... That and 15 other things. 
right. You're like, ha ha, look at you and seeing lost. Um, I have a very um, similar one. This week, um, so this all started because my girlfriend started watching some reality TV and we were like, reality TV is great. Like it's, it's so addictive and all, and it's like so entertaining. But for me, it's like, but it's so, um, you know, like waste of time, which is totally unfair to say, but we were talking about uh, reality TV and I started thinking about what kind of reality TV I liked. Uh, and I remember uh, Marshall, um, Marshall Bach mentioning that he really likes Survivor. <laughs> Guess what? I had never seen Survivor before. And so we're like, yeah, let's give it a shot. Let's watch Survivor, see how it is. And so I started watching Survivor, and I'm really, really addicted to Survivor. Oh, really? We were almost done with the season that we just started. <laughs> so we've been watching season 31, which is probably the 31? worst season. 31? Holy shit. Yeah. I think it's on 34, actually. Um, wow. I think season 31 is probably the worst to start uh, because it's... It's the one where all the contestants are returning contestants, and that's like the f- the first mm. and only time it happened. So they all like know really well how to play because they're playing for a second right. time. So it's like pure strategy and game mechanics that they're, you know, at the, like the fullest. Can uh, I admit so something? Yeah, I have never watched an episode of Survivor. <sighs> that makes me feel so better. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it re- it's really a very American thing. Yes, I think yeah. it's fair to say. So yeah, like uh, I never watched the American Idol as well. Boom. <laughs> cool. So <laughs> should uh, should people like follow along with you? I guess and you no, tell them because which season you're on. <laughs> I am almost right. finishing season thirty-one. That's it. Oh, okay. All right. Sweet. So so what's the plan from now on? Like, are you gonna keep going until you catch up with? like regular season or are you switching to whatever current season is and following that here's the thing i'm watching on hulu um hulu kind of like netflix has like the full seasons uh but hulu i think this season 31 is the most recent season and i think it's on season 34 or something like it's really ahead okay so so if i finish this one when i do i don't have anything like more recent to watch so mm. i guess i'm gonna start watching like backwards <laughs> i guess so i'll Go jump to season time. 30 yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know i just know that i'm really addicted and i'm loving <laughs> nice. it nice i also have been watching some reality tv recently. hey is it planet of the apps <laughs> yes i hear it's amazing <laughs> i've been hate watching it and it's great oh really you're, yes. you're for real <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you for serious <laughs> hundred percent i mean so i'm like i've been mostly looking for things that i can easily download <laughs> and the netflix app somehow doesn't work with the uh, airplay on my tv the the like no wi-fi version i think it works if you actually do have wi-fi but i don't um so the standard way doesn't work it just shows a, a green screen so yeah i downloaded all the episodes <laughs> i've been watching that <laughs> oh my gosh they're so, so horrible they're so, okay okay so, that's what i wanted <laughs> the the it's pretty bad mentors are just so bad like I, I, right I, I feel so bad for people who choose will i am especially <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> it's like well, what if your fox has an armor? And what if my fox can battle Kanye's fox? 
Like, Relatable oh guy. You know. It's like, cringy. It's oh cringy. yeah, it's it's awful. Um, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this this has been like uh, Kevin's guilty pleasures episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's it's so bad. Like I, that's something I noticed. Like there are things that. <laughs> are so bad that it actually wraps around and then it becomes good again. <laughs> uh, Things like, uh, have you ever seen Sharknado? No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I am aware of it. I never cut myself to watch right. that. Right. Also, but you get the gist of it. Like, it's just so ridiculous that, like, some of the fun of the thing is laughing at how bad the thing is. But... <laughs> But here's here's why I don't want to say that I agree with you, because, like, think of like the worst type of TV that you can think of. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna throw out names and uh, disclaimer. I never actually watched these, but like Jersey Shore, uh, whatever the Kardashians is, like, right, really like bad, tasteless reality TV, whatever. Mm-hmm. People who watch that usually say, "Well, it's so bad that it's funny," and it's like, is it? <laughs> is it really like i don't wanna i don't wanna give you that right because then everything is justifiable like i like trump because he's so stupid it's almost funny like no no you can't go there so okay maybe i should bring trump to the course yeah <laughs> it got dark like like there is not a lot of consequences on the overall world <laughs> if will i am is a shitty coach I take Trump out of this. Uh, I, I apologize uh, for the audience, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I don't yeah, want to give I do them know that. What I, mean. I mean, okay. So, all right, maybe it's poor tra- choices of words. It doesn't make it good, but it still <laughs> makes it somewhat enjoyable. <laughs> okay, and that's well, that's the thing. Like, reality TV is really addictive. And, and also, I I also want to remind you that he just recommended Survivor. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> So yeah, I feel like we we don't have any morals left. Like we can't, you know. <laughs> All right, this was the show. Um, <laughs> on that note, and now that, that our entire yeah. audience has lost every respect for us. <laughs> but hey, dude, this was this was very like this is a very fun episode for me. I want to throw this out there. And hopefully we'll have uh, some new topics for next week. Oh, by the way, I have an announcement slash warning slash whatever. (laughs) Say it. (laughs) So uh, we are uh, moving our release date. Like we usually publish this uh, show on Wednesdays from now on. And I think this is coming out on Wednesday still. But from now on, we are most likely releasing it on Thursdays to give some more time for editing and some other stuff like it's always a rush so um i hope that's okay with everyone and yeah that's just a public service announcement huge huge uh, shout out to guillerme for or guillerme right huge shout out to kevin for trying to pronounce his name <laughs> oh, is this it? <laughs> i know it's like it's like the opposite that way that I like i instinctively say it <laughs> but mm-hmm. then I, i'm like wait a minute was it the opposite of the opposite <laughs> or was it so i never know <laughs> it's it's fine it's really hard no, to I pronounce for non guillerme, right? guillerme 
Guillermo. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's tricky, um, this, but this is fun for me. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, buddy. Yeah, yeah, you're doing an totally. amazing job. And um, yeah, so we made it. Uh, we have no recommendations in the end because I already started with those. Remember, if you guys want to help us, an iTunes review or whatever it's called, Apple Podcasts, a review, whatever you get, podcasts, it always helps us a lot. And we don't ask enough. So if you have any like spare minute in you, like you're like how can I help these guys? Cause this show was kind of cool or not. Um, just, <laughs> uh, reviews always cool. And, um, Oh, by the way, I still have some dribble invites. Ooh. Ooh. So if you're listening to this, there's a chance I still have some dribble invites. So if you're looking for a dribble invite, uh, hit me up on Twitter and ask me and I'll, I'll give it to you. Boom. If you want more podcasts, you can go to spec.fm and there's a lot of uh, good, great podcasts. And if you want to talk to designers and talk to the shows of, I mean, talk to the hosts of the shows that you listen to. <laughs> or the shows. Or the shows. You can talk to a bot. Um, they're most likely are hanging on, hanging out on uh, spectrum.chat. We're all there. Um, Brennan, and Brian and Max, they're building this and it's, um, it's great. So check it out if you haven't. Yeah. And yeah, dude, this is it. Fun episode. Cool. Yeah. I'll talk to you next week and hopefully you'll have internet. Good luck with that. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, man. Bye.